Hello, and thank you for joining us for the Hatchbend Apostolic Church web broadcast. In our society today, some, and yes, sadly, maybe even most, question the value of preaching in their lives. But we still believe what Paul said in 1 Corinthians chapter 1. In essence, Paul preached that God has chosen the foolishness of preaching to save them that believe. And so that's why we still place such a high value on the preached word of God in agreement to the scripture. And so now I'd like to thank you again for joining us for a message from the pulpit of Hatchbend Apostolic Church. Praise the Lord, ladies. Let's stand. We're fixing to turn the service over to Sister Jenny. She's no stranger to us. She grew up here. That might put a little bit more pressure on her. But I'm asking y'all to get with her tonight and receive what she has. I know it's from the Lord, and it's for us. And we're privileged to be able to have a service that's just for us. So, ladies, take your hair down. There's no gentleman going to be in here. And let's enjoy these times of refreshing. Praise the Lord, everyone. I want to say that um, it is truly truly an honor to be here in the service with you tonight. I'm so thankful for the opportunity, so thankful for the invitation to come. I appreciate Sister Cricket uh, calling me and asking me um, to come. I want to give honor to Brother and Sister Boyd and this church family. Uh, Very, very, very dear people to my heart, and I love you all very much. Um, I want to say that I appreciate my mother tonight. Thankful for the wonderful godly influence that I had. And by the way, you may be seated. I just realized you were standing. (laughs) But uh, living 231 miles away, I don't always um, have the opportunity to be in service with my family. So anytime I am able to do that, it is truly an honor and um, I told my, my oldest daughter um, when we got here this, this evening, my sister was practicing her song, and um, that is actually the first time I've ever heard her sing in all these years. So, um, and I asked, her, I asked her to sing that song tonight. Um, so I'm, I'm thankful for that. Um, having had the privilege to be able to grow up in this church um, has made an impact on my life uh, in the most wonderful way. It has forever impacted me. Um, I could go on and on and on about memories of being able to grow up here, but I'm so thankful that I was able to grow up with a wonderful church family. I had wonderful youth leaders. I had wonderful Sunday school teachers that dedicated their time to teach me the word, and I'm so grateful for that. Um, I'm thankful to have my daughters with me tonight. Tonight, I appreciate them. Appreciate the, the fact that they would want to come. Um, my, my son, he uh, asked me at home, he said, Mom, are, are me and Dad going to be at that service that you're going to? And I said, well, no, not really. Are you wanting to go with me? He said, well, no offense, but I would rather not be there. <laughs> I said, well, I'm not offended, and I understand. (laughs) 
so I won't, I won't be upset with you if you don't want to be there with me, but um, I would like to direct your attention tonight to um, a very familiar scripture. Um, we could probably all quote it, um, but it is found in Psalm chapter 3 and verse 3. It says, but thou, O Lord, art a shield for me, my glory and the lifter of my head. I don't know about you, but when I read that scripture, it does something to me. It touches my heart. It reminds me that no matter what I go through, no matter what I have to deal with along the way, that he is a shield for me. He is my protector. He is your protector. He is the lifter of our head. And I'm so grateful for that. Um, I Just to warn you, I am not a um, very deep person. Um, if you came looking for fancy, then you may be dismissed and Lord bless you. Um, <laughs> You might be a little disappointed, um, but I, I do feel like the Lord has laid something on my heart, and I would like to share that with you. Um, I will try not to be very long. I realize that most of you have worked all day and are exhausted from your busy week, um, but I would just like to speak to you a little while on this subject, praise in spite of it all. Uh, we find in the third chapter of Psalm that I just read, we find that in this time, David was actually fleeing from his son Absalom. And this chapter does not start off with David having a very good time. Uh, Things were not really going very well for David. Um, In verses verses 1 and 2 of that same chapter, he's talking about all of his enemies, how that there are so many people against him they're mocking him. They're, they're telling him that God's not going to answer him. God's not going to help him. They're, they're laughing at him. They're making fun of him. They're just picking at him, just mocking him, messing with him, messing with his mind. But, you know, and I'm sure at the time, to David, it seemed like more was against him than was actually for him. I don't know about you, but I have times like that myself. Um, where it seems like everything that could possibly go wrong is going wrong, and everything that could be against me is going against me. And the side of things going right, and for me, does not always seem to be as many as the other side. But there was, there was a point that David got to that we get to verse 3. And I, I, I don't know. But I, I just wonder if maybe something just kind of rose up in David. I said, you know what? In spite of all of this, God's been with me through other things that I have faced. He's helped me when I needed help before. He's been there for me. And if God is for us, then it doesn't really matter what or who is against us. Because as long as we have God, then we've got everything we need. And so David had his focus to change. David was not concentrating on all of his enemies any longer. He was not thinking about what all was going wrong and how that they were laughing at him. All of a sudden, his focus shifted from his problem to his promise. 
all of a sudden, things begin to change in David's mind. David could have allowed all of that to keep him down. He could have just kept dwelling on that. He could have just kept lingering in that. And, you know, for lack of a better word, he could have just kept wallowing in it. But he chose not to. He didn't let that keep him down. He didn't let that distract him any longer. I don't know what, you're, what you may be going through, but I'm here to tell you tonight that you are closer to your miracle than what you think you are. You are closer to your deliverance than what you may think. But you have to keep climbing. This is no time to quit. It is no time to stop. The journey does get rocky. That old song says, I'm climbing up on the rough side of the mountain. Sometimes it's not always easy. Sometimes we're going to face difficulty along the way. But we have to keep pressing through that or we're never going to get to the other side. We're never going to get to the promise and the deliverance that God has for us. We have to hold on to his unchanging hand like that old song says. But I promise you this, he will not let you down. I don't care what the enemy tells you. I don't care what anybody else tells you. God is not going to let his people down. We are favorable with the Lord. You may have fallen in 2013. You may have, have had terrible circumstances come your way. It may have been the worst trial that you have ever faced sometime down the road in 2013. But it's a new, it's a new year. It's a new season. And you don't, have to, you don't have to take all of that that happened in 2013 and bring it into 2014. 2014 can be your year of refreshing. I looked up the word refresh just to find out what it means. I'm always interested to f- see what words mean. I'm just kind of weird, I guess, but anyway. Uh, the word refresh means to make fresh again, cheer a person, the mind, spirit, to revive or to restore. If we will allow God to be all in our life, if we will allow him to have control of all of our life, of all of our situations, instead of just one here and there. Well, Lord, you take this one, and I'll take this, and you can, you can deal with that, Lord, and, and I'll handle this. But if we will allow God to be all in our life, then he will see us through. We may, never be, we may not be able to change our circumstance. David's circumstance did not change. They were still probably making fun of him. But we don't have to allow our circumstances to change us. We don't have to allow it to cause us to be overwhelmed to the point that it overtakes us. There are going to be times in our life and our walk with God that we are going to get overwhelmed. I feel overwhelmed a lot. We all do. You know, the enemy may try to tell you that, oh, you're the only one going through that. You're all by yourself, but you're not. There are other people that face trials just like you. There are other people that things don't go right and their families have trouble in their homes, have trouble with their kids, have trouble with their spiritual walk. Everybody struggles. Everybody gets overwhelmed. You're not by yourself. You're not alone. But we don't have to allow that to overtake us and to destroy us. There is a way to move past it. There is a way to get beyond it. The key to your victory is in your praise. The key to your joy is in your praise. The key to your deliverance is in your praise. 
Trials are going to come. My sister just sang about it. We're not promised that when we give our lives to the Lord that everything is going to go just like we want it to. That everything is going to be just fine in our lives. But we are promised in his word that he will never leave us or forsake us. And we have to stand on that promise. Even when it gets rough, even when things go wrong, even when the enemy tries his hardest to convince us that we are doomed to fail, you're, you're not. We have a promise that we can stand on it, that we can lean on, that we can depend on. We can have praise in spite of it all. You know, the enemy does not mind you coming to church. He don't mind you getting dressed in your new outfit. He don't mind you coming and walking in those doors and sitting on a pew. That's not what bothers him. But when you're facing a trial and you can still lift your hands and say, I never lost my praise. I don't know about you, but sometimes I like to catch the enemy off guard. Don't you know that probably confuses him? Don't you know he's probably sitting back thinking, well, I have done my hardest to make them mad. I've done my hardest to make, make her and her husband get mad at each other, mess with her family. I've done my hardest to, to discourage her, and she's just coming to church anyway, giving God praise like nothing's wrong because, you know, it's really not God's fault that we are going through a trial. It's not. So there is a way to have praise in spite of it all, in spite of our circumstances, in spite of what, our going, what we may be going through, what we may be hurting from, in spite of all of that, there is a way to have praise. We have to press through to that, to that part in our life, and God will bring us through it. He will bring us through it. In Genesis chapter 29, we find a very familiar story in the Bible of how Jacob had worked for Rachel but he was tricked by Laban into marrying Leah instead. And Leah knew, obviously, that it was not her that Jacob was in love with and that he wanted to marry. He knew that it was her sister, Rachel. And he, she knew that it, was, that it was because she was prettier. That was the one that he had spent all that time working for. That was the one that attracted his attention. She knew it wasn't her. And I can't really imagine how that must have felt like for Leah to know good and well that he was not in love with her, that that's not who he was after. He was seeking Rachel, but he got stuck with her. It wasn't her decision to do that. She was just doing what she was told to do, but she had to, and she did it anyway. And I'm sure what a letdown and disappointment that must have been to her to have to go through that. Every time she had a child, we find in the Bible that she would often say, now he will love me. Because she was after his affection. She was after his attention. And every time she gave him a son, she was sure that that time things were going to change. Jacob was going to love her instead because here she was giving him all these children. Rachel was not giving him any children. But every time she was disappointed, every time she was wrong because that did not change how he felt. But in verse 35... The Bible says that Leah gave birth to Judah. Something had changed by this time in Leah. And she wasn't talking about Jacob anymore. And it wasn't Jacob who had changed. It wasn't like he had come from the field that day or wherever with a bunch of flowers he had picked for her along the way and said, I changed my mind. I love you after all. Nothing had changed about Jacob. Nothing had changed about Jacob's feelings towards Leah and towards Rachel. But something had changed on the inside of Leah. 
instead. She had decided that she was not going to focus and she was not going to dwell on what had come her way, the problems that she had had with Jacob. But instead, she was going to get her eyes off her circumstances and she gave birth to praise. I said she gave birth to praise. Thank you, Jesus. You may have come to this service tonight feeling drowned, feeling drained, feeling down, emotionally or even physically, either way. But God can bring restoration to you tonight. Isaiah 40 and verse 31, it says, But they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. My dear sister, I'm here to tell you tonight, you don't have to leave here like you came. You don't have to leave here dealing with the same mess that you walked in here dealing with that may have drugged you down. You can have praise in spite of it all. You can be loosed from the chains that have you bound because God is well able to be the lifter of your head. There is no such thing as a problem that my God cannot solve. There is no such thing as a problem that is too big for him. There is no such thing as a problem that is too little for him. He doesn't care. There is no such thing. The enemy may tell you, well, that's not something you should bother the Lord with. It does not have to be a big thing. If it concerns you, it concerns the Lord. He cares about it. He'll listen to it when you call on his name. Thank you, Jesus. Regardless of what the enemy has told you, God really does care about your issues. And you are not, I said you are not insignificant to the kingdom of God. Not one bit. I don't care if, whether you think you're talented or whether you think you're not. Rich or poor, it don't matter. You, there is no one that is insignificant to the kingdom of God. David said in Psalm chapter 56 and verse 9, This I know that God is for me. Why don't you turn to somebody and say, God is for you. Thank you, Jesus. He is on your side. Um, As the musicians and praise team come and you stand, I'm closing. Sometimes in life it may seem like we have more, more questions than answers. But God is still God. And he is still in control of it all. Don't let the trials of life rob you of your praise because there is power in your praise. Praise God in spite of what you're going through. Praise him in spite of your trial. Praise him in spite of your circumstances. Praise him in spite of it all. And he will bring you through it. We must hold on and not give up because we have a better, a promise of a better place on high. We have a promise of a place where there will be no sorrow and there will be no pain. But to get there, to get to that place in God that we need to be, we have to keep going. It is no time to quit now. It's no time to stop. We have to keep moving. We have to keep climbing. Sometimes it may be that we have to press our way through. But if that's what I've got to do to get to God and to get to my victory, to get to my promise, to get to everything that God has for me, then that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to praise God in spite of it all because he's done too much for me for me to turn back now. When I think of the goodness of Jesus and all he has done for me, 
Hallelujah. My soul cries out. Hallelujah. Praise God for saving me. I don't know about you, but I'm thankful that I'm serving a God who answers prayer. I'm thankful that I'm serving a God who loves me enough to come to me in my time of need, to reach down and be the lifter of my head that I need to be, to lift that joy off of me, to give me the strength that I need to carry on. I praise him tonight for that. I want to leave you with the words of a song that Brother Merle Ewan sang years and years ago. It said, you're going to make it just as long as you and Jesus stay friends. You are going to make it. Even when it gets rocky, even when it gets rough, when we praise him in spite of it all, we can press our way through to our victory, to our blessing, to a higher calling in God. Amen. As I turn this service back over to Sister Cricket, why don't, and they begin to sing, why don't we just lift our hands tonight? Believe him for our refreshing. Praise our way through our trial. Hallelujah. Lord, your mercy endures forever. Your love is everlasting. We praise you, God, because your word tells us that you'll never leave us or forsake us. We know that you'll never allow more on us than what we can bear. God, we give you praise tonight. We worship you because of who you are. We worship you, God, because you are the, you are the everlasting God. You are the author and the finisher of our faith. We glorify you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise the name of the Lord. Praise the name of the Lord. This message has been brought to you today by the media ministry of Hatchbend Apostolic Church. We pray that it's ministered to you in some way, and we'd like to take this opportunity to invite you to join us in service here at Hatchbend Apostolic. Our Sunday services begin at 10 a.m. and our Wednesday night service at 7.30 p.m. For any more information or to speak with our ministry staff, please feel free to call our church office at 386-935-2806 or you can visit the contact link here on our website. Again, thank you for listening, and we pray God's richest blessings on you and your family.